It's time to renew your mind in the Word of God with the Tia Marie Arnold Podcast. Today's topic is pain in the journey. Today's scripture is James 1, 2 through 4. Consider it a great joy, my brothers, whenever you experience various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, but endurance must do its complete work so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. One day I was sitting in my mom's living room trying to be quiet while my kids were sleeping upstairs. But my eyes were red from crying because my husband was on his way to the bank to empty out our business bank account that we had saved up. And I took all of our CD and book sales money from our silver box to pay rent. I had been crying off and on for a few days because we were on a road that we had never been on before. We had recently left our jobs. We left with some fears but pushed past in faith. We heard God say go, and obedience was important. The jobs that we have were very good jobs and in high positions, and this was the first time I was recognized as a leader outside of my husband. I had never been in this position before, so it was scary, but every day I was telling God very honestly that I had no idea what I was doing and that I could not do this job without him. Every day, God gave me grace to make it through and to thrive at it. My team was growing. I saw God increase, and I knew that I couldn't get the glory. But how cool was it to see? There was also that feeling of, this is only staying together by the grace of God. So I was only confident in Him and not in my abilities. So I say all that to say that I was thriving thanks to God. My staff had also grew, and so now I had a three-tier leadership team. And the core team was the first group of people who ever entered my home. I wasn't used to having people over ever, but it really opened me up and introduced me to my gift of hospitality, and we became really close. They believed in me, and we became family. We didn't always agree and get along, but we were family, and that was the bottom line. Our closeness had other leadership staff asking what I did to get the team so close, and I would always say it was God. I was really being recognized as a great leader, and it humbled me because I never saw that in me before this season. I didn't think I had it in me at all. I didn't know what a leader was or what the responsibility was like, but I know now. True leadership is about serving others, and when I say serve them, that's what I mean. Being available at any time to minister to them, cry with them and rejoice with them, pray over them and and pray with them, listen to them complain and they give you criticisms, being able to love them even if they have hurt you and allowing them to see your weaknesses and reminding them that we need the Lord's strength, being humble and making it not about you. People look for transparency and humility In return, leadership blesses you with amazing, godly relationships. I was really in an awesome season in that regard. But the flip side of that season, because there's always two sides, was painful and hurtful. 
I felt like no matter how well I was doing, I was a target to upper leadership. And uh, I felt controlled and, and not discipled, left out of fellowship and demanded to give my life up. So my husband and I were faced with the decision to either commit our lives to that culture and no other outside ministry, no more worship, or leave and follow what we believe God put in our hearts. So we prayed and we had to follow what God put in us to do. Three months in, uh, we needed a serious miracle. We began to question, so did God tell us to do this? We walked away from what was in many ways success and in other ways was pain. But we didn't know what to do. And so we felt like God told us to go. But then it was like, God, where are you? We have two children. We only had maybe $100 left to our name. And we had been asking God for direction. And so we went on a 21-day fast. And on day six, we decided that, or I decided, that I was going to keep a written account of the journey. I heard God tell me, you must document this season because it's going to be a season that is not only going to change your life, but the lives of those around you. My husband and I had talked so much about, did we miss it? Is this our fault? Should we have quit? Should we quit what we're doing? So we so we both, after praying together, went our separate ways in the house and wanted to meet with God about the journey. John 16, 33 says, I have told you these things so that in me, in me, you may have peace. You may have sufferings in this world. Be courageous. I have conquered the world. So I began to document what I believe God was saying. I had been trying to wrap my brain around this idea of pain in the journey. The journey that I believe you told me to go on, but yet I have pain. So I've been trying to figure out how to find my way out without just turning around and saying, forget it. I'll go back to what's easy, familiar, and comfortable because this is for the birds. And that's really how I felt. But I wanted to take a few minutes and share my thoughts um, about the journey that I was on. And this was a few years ago, but I did write some things down and I kind of wanted to share those with you. And they came to me uh, some of the ideas came to me like a, a just a gentle whisper. Some was in a vision. Um, the first thing I heard was, this is the road less traveled. I heard one of my favorite speakers say one day that God doesn't favor one over the other. While one group lives out their destiny and the other group doesn't, it's solely based on faith. One group has the faith and the guts to go down a path where no one else has gone where the other group likes to keep it safe. I was reminded of that message so gently. This is that road. That road, that journey is the road of faith. Most people don't talk about this road, but I feel strongly that I have permission to bring the cameras behind the scene. This part of the journey is hard and it's not glamorous to just step out and leave familiar. Honestly, I wanted to quit. 
And I wasn't calling anybody to let them know how hard it was because they would have said, yeah, I agree. It is hard. And I would have listened and this part of the journey would have been over. (laughs) But I really felt like I needed to follow what God had in my heart to do, even if it was not popular, even if it was nothing. I mean, I was going from what I could see to what I couldn't see. And sometimes, not sometimes, a lot of the times, every day is a scary day. But you have to follow God. And this part of the journey feels like jail. The attacks that come against your mind in this season and this part of the journey is a lot because you have a lot of doubts. And like I said, we were asking, did we fail? Did we make a mistake? Should we go back? Can I go back to what's comfortable? The thoughts are so overwhelming, but you got to keep walking through it. Another part of the journey that I wrote down and what I heard was this journey is not about you, but it's about the journey. People only see the end result or the glory moments in people's lives. They see the celebration, and so the journey has not been represented correctly. I heard another one of my favorite preachers say that this generation wants everything so fast, called it a microwave generation. But my question is, is that because we have not been honest about the journey? A lot of my generation and younger see such glory moments. I say glory moments, meaning some leading voices of our time are making things seem glorious. We see the cars, the houses, the birthday parties, the celebrations, the number of likes. We see their dreams and their promises coming to life through Facebook and Instagram. We hear the God has bought me through, but we don't hear about the ugly side of the journey. We will hear about the childhood trauma, but not about the adult insecurities or the detours or the current roadblocks of the journey. So we look at people and we think that they have been super strong and that their journey was easy, that everything worked out perfectly all the time, that there were no failures, no doubts and no fear facing. And if we do hear about it, it's very vague because it's more about the end result of what people see. But what about the whole journey? We want to encourage people to follow the calling and the God-sized dream, but let's not set them up for failure and not prepare them for how hard it's going to get. Going on God's journey reminds me of the journey that Christ had to take. It was not easy carrying that cross. He experienced beating, pain, betrayal, and I can go on and on and on. It got so hard for him that he even asked the father, why have you forsaken me? That sounds like me often. This was Jesus, the son of God. And even he got to a place in his journey where he questioned God. That's a good indication that his journey got pretty tough. Why didn't God just allow Jesus to speak to the veil and say, be torn? Also, why did God allow us to see every detail of Jesus' journey? I believe it's because his journey is a blueprint or better yet, a roadmap to walking in our God-given calling. We too saw the end and glorious results of Jesus. 
And boy, am I thankful for what Jesus has done for me. But his journey has to be noticed. In his journey to defeating death for us, he denied himself. He went through the wilderness. He was tempted by the devil. He was betrayed by friends and denied by a follower. Are you sure you want to follow Jesus? You really got to think about that because I know it looks glamorous to on Facebook or Instagram, but that's what people try to make us see. But I'm here to tell you it's hard. I can have hope in the end result because I have Jesus who is my hope. And I too will have a beautiful ending because of Jesus. But for Jesus to say in Matthew 27, 46, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Means to me that he felt alone. In Luke twenty two forty two, 42, Jesus says, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. You may be facing a time in your journey where you feel alone, where you wish that God could just fix things and take circumstances from you. But it's okay to have those moments on the journey because Jesus had those moments on his journey. I have a question, God, on my journey. God, why can't you just miraculously put a check in the mail? Which he has, but sometimes I'm like, okay, God, um, can you do it again? Why can't you just have someone pay my bills or, you know, which he has done that too. But again, it's like, yeah, that was like a few years ago. So can you do it again? But if God allowed Jesus to go through, he's going to allow us to go through too. And to believe it's because you have to believe it's because there is power in your pain on the journey. Again, James 1, 2, 4 says, consider it great joy. So how do you consider it great joy whenever you're experiencing various trials? For me, it's because I look at the one who I'm modeling. I am modeling after the life of Jesus. That in itself can bring us joy because there is nobody on this earth that I want to model because I don't know everything that people have gone through. So I try to be very mindful, even though I admire such amazing women and men of God that I see on platforms. And there are certain pastors that I I take notes and I glean from their wisdom. And there are certain maybe attributes that I do model um, in the, maybe the way that they have ran ministry, if they are transparent enough. But my model is Jesus Christ, because I I have hope because I have seen his beginning, his middle, and his end. I know the end result. I know that he has conquered death. And so I want to model my life after him. And so if his life required suffering, required betrayal, required denial, rejection, then I understand that because I'm modeling my life after him, I'm going to have to go through that too. But I can have joy. And like I said in previous podcasts that I did on joy, joy is not an emotion. It's a spiritual posture. And I know that my joy is in the Lord. So I can have joy. I can still have joy. I can still have hope. I can still rejoice at the things that I am experiencing, the trials that I'm experiencing. And James 1 
James 1, 2 through 4, saying, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. So it's doing a work in me that I may not always see and I may not always understand, but it's producing something in me, an endurance. Jesus had to endure. He had to endure so much suffering. I think about, okay, let's talk about the betrayal from Judas. That If that happened to me, I would be all messed up for a, a little while. It may take me a few years to get over that. Okay, and then getting denied. And then he had to, from that, then suffer Calvary for us. Oh my goodness. And then what he endured on Calvary. So emotionally and physically and mentally what he had to endure. And so what we are walking through is building an endurance not at the level of Christ. We will never be able to endure at that level, but we are striving to be like Christ. And so we know that the trials that we are going through is making us more like Christ and we're building an endurance. I've heard um, one of my favorite speakers say that uh, what it does is it hardens us to circumstances. I love that because I believe that a lot of us that are facing stuff right now, if we looked back a year ago, two years ago, five years ago, we know good and well we wouldn't be able to stand like we are now then. So we're growing. We're getting stronger. We're getting hardened to certain circumstances. There are certain uh, things that I am facing even now that they haven't, they haven't changed they haven't changed, but I have. I've changed. I know my faith has gotten stronger and I've, I no longer allow those things to control my joy, my peace. Oh, that's so good. And so we're growing and it's our trials that get us to that place where we no longer are allowing circumstances to steal our fruit. Okay, so endurance. And it says, but endurance must do its complete work. Why? So that you may be mature and complete and lacking nothing. So that's just what I said. So we're becoming more like Christ and less like the world, less being moved and swayed by what's in our bank account, by what someone says, by any type of earthly situation, we're getting more rooted and grounded in God and rooted and grounded in his word and standing um, and being anchored in Christ. That's us growing. That's why we can rejoice in our trials because we know what our trials are doing for us. Oh, I don't know about you guys, but that is a reason to rejoice. That's a reason to be glad. That's a reason to say, you know what? These pains that I am enduring during this journey, it's just making me stronger. It's preparing me for the next level. And so don't move or be swayed or give up because you're enduring or because you're experiencing pain. Don't leave. Stand your ground. Let it do its work in you because it's preparing you for something great. 
that's my message for you today. Uh, pain in the journey. I could go on because I love to talk about this. Um, and I, you know, that was about a previous journey. And I hope one day I can share with you just where we have come from, from that. But we're, God has done such a great work and the pain doesn't stop. You guys, it's, you're going to go from one trial to another trial to another trial. But if you can remember and keep that mindset that these trials are working for my good, they're doing something in me, then these trials can't knock you down. They're just going to make you stronger. They're going to squeeze out the anointing in your life. You're going to see fruit from it. It's all working for your good. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining me on my podcast. I just felt like I needed to come and just leave that word of encouragement and give you that perspective. Uh, I should be posting again on Monday. And um, that podcast I'm really, really excited about. It's called The Brokenness Prayer. And I will be sharing um, my journey through the miscarriage that I had last year. Uh, So I will see you or talk to you very soon. Have a blessed day. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. For more information on Tia Marie Arnold Ministries, please visit us at www.tiamariearnold.com.